0: I mean, we could just say like hello, welcome to our podcast.
1: Okay. I'm just gonna leave that in as, as the beginning.
0: Hello and welcome to our podcast. <laughs> dot dot dot.
1: Insert cool name here.
0: <laughs> we'll get back to that.
1: So what are what are we doing today?
0: You tell me.
1: <laughs> um.
0: You made me watch an episode of the incredible Doctor Pole. Yeah. So,
1: um, and I'm I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't
0: think you should be sorry. I was captivated. I think.
1: I think, I think that is a good word for it. But why? Why did I make you watch an episode of Incredible Dr. Paul?
0: Well, you told me that it's your lifelong dream to host a podcast. Uh, We then did our usual thing of not speaking again for about a full month. Um, And then we returned to that idea and started to actually brainstorm what a podcast could be about.
1: Yes, like most white men of my age, I had the calling, the urge.
0: <laughs> to be heard. To be heard and
1: <laughs> to make a podcast. And this was the best idea we could come up with. And so we're going to see how where this takes us. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know, Katie and I are both veterinarians and kind of have Unique positions in in the veterinary field, or maybe not what people think of <laughs> when you hear that we're veterinarians, and so we we get a lot of questions that are asking about pets and what we think about this, uh, or have we seen this show? Of vet med, and so most of the time is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you. No, I haven't seen that show.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we'll be basically each time we record. I almost said each week, and then I didn't want to make I- hello, that commitment. <laughs> uh, don't, don't just sign us up for that. Uh, so we'll be watching specific episodes of different veterinary... I guess are they docu series? I don't know what I the
1: That's probably the
0: best technical term is for these. And then discussing them basically are thoughts and reactions.
1: Yes, this is basically a good way for us to stay connected with each other, <laughs> share our life story and stay connected with Our friends and family who will be the only ones listening to this.
0: Mostly I want to force my friendship on Jeff. Yes. And this was (laughs) the only way I could get him to commit, so. Um,
1: Yeah, so, yeah, and have you, did you have any history with these shows as far as, other than like people asking if you would seen them have you heard because I had actually heard quite a bit about Dr. Pohl in certain ve- like realms of veterinary yeah, medicine.
0: Dr. sorry I interrupted there um Dr. Pohl is the only one that I feel like I've really gotten a specific uh commentary from people on and it's it's interesting because it's very polarized. I've heard people say that you know, they'll approach me and they'll, they know I'm a veterinarian and they say, oh my gosh, but I love Dr. Paul. And like, it's so cool to watch him do what he does. And then, uh, and I guess this is primarily actually the divide is whether it's someone from general public view versus people within our field. Um, I think that's where the differing opinions come from. Cause then if I talk to other vets, they tend to be on the side that they really have strong opinions that are maybe not so favorable yeah, his practice. Yeah, I was, like,
1: very kind of, like, scared to watch this, because I'm, like, surely, like, the way some veterinarians talk about him, like, surely he's, like, kicking dogs, or, like, yeah. doing these terrible things, but then, like, people in general, like, public always are, like, excited, and they really seem to love him. They and, love it. so, like, it. I just did, yeah, I didn't know where the disconnect was, but right. um I I was kind of scared and nervous to watch the show, but I
0: yeah, quickly
1: was uh, relieved of all those fears once I started watching.
0: <laughs> Again, <laughs> and, captivated. Yeah, just
1: <laughs> mesmerized for the hour.
0: I also have this strange uh, relation to Doctor Paul that I'm from Michigan, so I get kind of the double. Whammy. Is that where it was?
1: I was trying to like yeah, remember if they said
0: I don't know exactly. I think they do say the town name a it's couple like of times. Liedman. Something Liedman? it starts with a W. Um, I'm not sure, so it's not. I mean, I'm not from that specific area, but uh, I get that a lot. Especially if people find out that I'm because I'm not currently living in Michigan, but when people around here find out that I'm from Michigan, then they. They really want to ask me about Dr. Pohl even more than than normal.
1: That's good to know. Like, uh, again, another veterinary show, Dr. Jeff, Rocky Mountain Vet, I know is in Which Denver. is about you. It is correct? me, yeah. according okay. to my grandma. It's <laughs> <laughs> so another show that I haven't watched, but uh, we'll probably get into when we delve into as long the later as episodes. We
0: don't have to pay for a cable subscription yeah, yeah. for anything. If
1: there's any cost associated outside of Disney Plus yeah. or uh any inconvenience of trying to locate an episode, we probably won't watch yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Also we will be starting a Patreon that will go <laughs> exclusively towards our student loan balance.
1: Yes. Um contrary to the house that Doctor Pole has. Yeah, oh my, oh my
0: gosh, I saw that too, yeah.
1: We don't make any right any type of Dr. Paul money. So. Yeah, and this
0: will be a real Michigander reaction, but holy wah <laughs> <Is that what laughs> when you I say? saw that house.
1: Holy wah.
0: At least uh I'm I'm a Uper, so I'm from the upper peninsula, so that's what a Uper would say.
1: Oh, okay. That makes no sense at all. Right, but...
0: exactly. If anyone at all is listening to this <laughs> and they happen to know that they'll They'll They're get a like, kick oh out of gosh, it. Oh my gosh!
1: Someone's finally
0: acknowledging me as a
1: human being. Yeah. And I'm just gonna, uh, as the table rattles at this point in time, <laughs> I'm going to apologize for the audio. We are currently recording in my kitchen. I have locked my cat away in my bedroom, and and my cat is pissed. <laughs> Uh, this is our first time attempting this, so yeah. we can't guarantee it'll sound good at all.
0: I do think you'll get at least five minutes worth of usable <laughs> material.
1: what we're hoping, but we're kind of learning on the go, so maybe if we continue doing this, which we hope to continue doing semi-regularly, not weekly. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: semi-regularly we... sounds like a pretty <laughs> strong... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, at some point, we'll record multiple more episodes, and hopefully we'll figure out sound quality. Do you want to talk about how we know each other? Or I
0: thought you were going to say listen to an audio sample, and I... Was going to shut you down
1: <laughs> Listen to an audio sample of what? Of
0: us Like I thought you were going to make us record something briefly And then listen back to oh, it Oh no 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 That's no, a no, hard
1: Absolutely now. not We're committing to okay.
0: <laughs> Yeah that's I was going to say We should maybe talk about our uh, background Which is uh, I would describe as destiny <laughs> Uh, Jeff, feel free to jump in here. Also, I don't know if I've said my name. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go ahead and introduce ourselves.
0: Okay. My name is Katie. I am a veterinarian in rural America.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just vague enough. We are very afraid of disclosing where we work. We don't know if there's any repercussions.
0: Yeah, we do work for the same institution
1: safe i I think about
0: i think i can say that um so we uh graduated both of us graduated from veterinary school in 2018 uh and we did not attend the same school but we met through savma which is the-
1: Which sucks <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my hot take on uh, all of this. Yeah,
0: so uh, Jeff, I'm gonna let you explain this You're really the expert Okay, Safma.
1: well, SAFMA is our Student American Veterinary Medical Association Who is not a sponsor yet Of this podcast <laughs> But we'll be reaching out to those poor students <laughs> To try to sponsor us Very soon and It's just um the the student organization and it's on a national level and they try to coordinate. um... (laughs) Uh, It's going to be very sad when I reveal that I was the national president of this organization. (laughs) It's been a few years. But really, they just organize uh, the students on a national level and are... Their voice in in veterinary medicine, and so um, that's how we met um, at one of these national meetings. And uh, what? Well, actually, no, we didn't truly like meet at the meeting. We actually met at VLE.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, we just
1: knew of each yes. other, through that, but I didn't. meet Wow! You until- yeah,
0: the, I cannot believe that I forgot our origin story origin
1: story (laughs) this is what the people want
0: (laughs) yes so we both attended the veterinary leadership experience vle it's sort of a also not a
1: sponsor sponsor, though
0: i'm sure they'll appreciate this ringing endorsement (laughs) uh so I, want to, I didn't mean that to come off so snarky. It really was a phenomenal experience it was that I'm great. incredibly grateful for. I just for. know
1: they don't want to be associated yeah. with
0: either of <laughs> I us. don't think they're proud of us for <laughs> graduates. But uh, so basically it is, uh, I don't know, veterinary uh, summer camp.
1: It's a camp in the woods. Yeah, a camp
0: <laughs> in the woods, and uh, you do a lot of team building and trust building activities, um, I mean, focused on building both self-awareness and, uh, group awareness. It, it really, it, I mean, I feel like I could talk about it for a long time in very vague terms. Yeah, I but feel like
1: we're doing a poor job of uh, yeah. describing it. It's a, it's an amazing experience, but. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we met. <down laughs> we there met there. Doing none of those right.
0: things. Um. Rapidly developed a close bond (laughs) Uh, and then thankfully had the opportunity to have our paths kind of continue to cross uh, over the years of vet school and then uh, post vet school so I think uh, we easily could have maybe found ourselves in different parts of the country but somehow ended up in the same area
1: it's a miracle (laughs) from God (laughs) so I mentioned this earlier, but we're kind of in a, like, not what everyone thinks of immediately when they think of vet med. Well, I'm more of it. You're weirder than I am. Right, yeah.
0: I don't even explain my position to the vast majority, (laughs) even of my family members.
1: It is a dirty secret.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I am... I don't even know what my title really is. I guess I would say a a resident in parasitology. I'm also working towards a PhD. So I basically am doing uh, post-vet med or post-vet school work on um, becoming an expert in uh, veterinary parasitology. So basically, uh, I'm in a training program where I am learning how to mix uh, poop samples with sugar solution. And I'm getting better every day. I mean, I spill less and less each time that I do a fecal at this point. Um, and, and sometimes now when I look at fecals, I, I know when I'm seeing a pseudoparasite and when I'm not. So. You're like,
1: that's 80% sure that is a parasite
0: at this point
1: in time. <laughs> I'm very proud of you for how far you've come in your residency. <laughs> this is two, three years into I it now.
0: I can't even tell you. <laughs> it's just gone
1: by so fast. When there's
0: not an end point, it's hard to know. Yeah, you just don't you feel are. like tracking. So right, yeah. That I, is... I do think that technically I'm in my third year. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's that?
1: I'm going to end Egg. that story with opening <laughs> a can of <laughs> butch line.
0: <laughs> That's better than the majority of reactions I get, which are gross. (laughs) It is gross. It's a little bit gross, but... I
1: I love parasitology.
0: You did attend what many would say is the parasitology vet school.
1: That's true. I will claim that, because... I will say that I attended Oklahoma State. (laughs) I uh, don't care if they get mad at me.
0: (laughs) You're their crown jewel. I am their
1: crown jewel, damn it. I was the (laughs) national president. (laughs) And they're like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just a a little bit about me for those who don't know. I I would say less weird, but still not... um, the most common of positions.
0: Basically, Doctor Pole. I am
1: basically Doctor Pole, uh, without the small animal side. So literally useless to my family members.
0: <laughs> and typically, your shirt is on.
1: Yeah, I, I don't take <laughs> off my shirt nearly as much as Doctor Pole will have you believe we do. <laughs> I'm just gonna start anytime we see a patient just like in front of students just taking off my shirt. Like it's time. <laughs> um but I I do. um I chose to go the large animal medicine path and so I work with the the better species of the large animal. So I work with cattle and then also sheep's goat, camelids pigs I was going to say don't forget the most important ones the most important ones Um, and then less and less horses but um, gross. yeah gross sorry horse people (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah so that's uh, probably enough about us I would think so you like to look at poop and I take my shirt off at work a lot
0: (laughs) I am a little bit horrified by the fact that even I have a hard time describing. Keeping your shirt on. That, and that I can barely describe what it is I'm doing. At least easier to describe it to other people in the veterinary field, because most of the time, if I even mention the word parasitology, I just get a blank stare from people, so it's helpful that... Uh, at least hope I assume that anyone who would listen to this will know what a parasite is. If you don't, you
1: can feel free to email us. (laughs) I will drop an email at some point in time. We don't have a name, so don't want to have an email.
0: Stay tuned. Just call me. (laughs) My phone number.
1: (laughs) Let's give her personal information. My
0: social security number is...
1: I'm just going to try to insert some bleeps so it sounds like you read that. <laughs> All right. So the first episode, I don't know if you saw, the, the title of it is called Vet and Wild. <laughs> oh, I
0: don't know that I did even look at the yeah, title.
1: I just looked at it. I didn't know they have titles other than episode one. But yeah. when I rewatched it to get a refresher, uh, I noticed it was called Vet and Wild. Interesting. And what a vet and wild show it was.
0: <laughs> Are you, I'm sorry, is it vet in wild or? And wild,
1: sorry, I will enunciate.
0: Vet and wild.
1: Like wet and wild? Like we're getting oh, wet and wild. So was it
0: the N apostrophe? No, it was no, and. Vet and wild. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I don't, I'm know. not sh- I, don't, I'm, I think we're dwelling too much on <laughs> right.
0: Well, I'm trying to reflect on the episode and. And think of why it I got that I think that, that was title. just their, like, fun... Yeah.
1: Fun wordplay. I didn't see the other names of the episodes yet. Um, I'm sure they're just gonna be able to plug in wet... Or...
0: Vet
1: <laughs> 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 into any of the episodes. Yeah.
0: Intr- well, now I'm gonna keep my eyes open for the title. Yeah. I watched this episode shortly before arriving to Jeff's house today, so it is fresh.
1: Fresh. And I watched it... A- Two weeks ago. When I was
0: originally <laughs> When we were to. originally going to record
1: this. So, um, Katie can keep us honest because she had the the most recent watching. But, um, and again, I'm just going to disclaim this. I know these are real life people and we are going to do our best not to make fun of them or to remember that they're real life people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but holy God, <laughs> this first client
0: I will say, before we even get to what we're going to get to, I don't want to spoil this for anyone, but my first observation in this episode was, you know you have a team of people coming to film you, and you don't clean your office. (laughs) (laughs) There is shit everywhere. Yeah, And I, it just... I I have recently gone through a personal awakening in... Um, clutter? In clutter clearing, and I find that I really, truly have lower levels of anxiety when I have less actual crap in my life, and so I, I was very much triggered by just the amount of, like, papers and boxes and just... Like, what even was all of it? Everywhere. (laughs)
1: No. And they had, like, tchotchkes galore. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. I
0: just... I am going to call him tomorrow. Maybe I should watch a more recent episode, but if it's still the same, I'm going to call him and drive there and clean their entire (laughs) clinic, because I cannot. It was kind
1: of like the the film crew was just like, we're here. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, oh, so, like, today...
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you, and then it's like like the film crew didn't say, "Hey, everyone."
1: That's kind of like a, a note that I, <laughs> an overall <laughs> note that I have. The film crew was just like, "We're getting all of this. Yeah. This is beautiful. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> this is the nitty gritty of it all." Yeah. Yeah, I the. I swear, like, I just... It just brings me back to, like, shadowing vet clinics before vet school. And... Because the majority of my stuff before vet school was small animal clinics in in Oklahoma. And I... Like, they all look very similar. And, like, I think they have the same design. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: designer come in and be like, you know, you should put some of this garbage up here. Yeah. People love it.
0: Here's, like, an old stack of, um... Uh, records that we can just they they're not even your clients but we're just gonna let them like clutter the space up and yeah yeah no that was just the biggest thing every time they do like their whatever shots of just general clinic work I was like dear god pick that shit up everywhere I don't know maybe we could do a what was that home makeover show
1: (laughs) extreme Um, home makeover. yes
0: extreme vet clinic makeover moment for them because i just feel like it is not an efficient use of space can you
1: imagine doing one of those shows for vet? because like again i swear all small animal
0: okay tm 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 (laughs) we may do this someday
1: (laughs) we are we are patenting this idea so um no one it's copyrighted. It's yeah. it's uh, by saying this. This is time copyrighted. stamp. Katie and Jeff. Uh,
0: Four thirty eight p.m. Central Standard Time, December 12, twenty twenty. The year
1: of our Lord. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. The year of our Lord Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this year specifically. It did look like if you told me it was the nineteen nineties, I, I, I wouldn't have like yeah. batted an eye. But that uh, that is kind of like. A commentary on veterinary medicine in general too, because a lot of a lot of the older clinics are kind of stuck in in kind of these older ways of doing things. And
0: very true. And I think, it, I, and
1: that's not a a diss.
0: No, I was just gonna say I think that's something that we really need to delve into because I have heard a lot of. I mean, I'll say it. I've heard a lot of hate on this show, not on the show, but people talking about the show from other members of the veterinary community. And I I think that there is a really big disconnect. I mean, we are both working in an in academic institution. The
1: Careful. <laughs> <the>
0: <laughs> bleep, bleep. But I was going to say the uh, quote-unquote ivory tower of medicine. And so I think it's it's very easy to look down upon... The practices that occur in a more rural setting. But what I always remind people of is many times your clients may not be willing to invest a lot of money into their animal. And while they do still want the best outcome, you know, there are just certain realities that are at play that limit the amount of intervention that they can afford on a certain case. So
1: yeah, everyone poo-poos on a lot of the stuff that he does, um, or I've heard a lot of negativity, like you were saying. But we get referred clients all the time that those are referring veterinarians are doing stuff very similar. Like right. I feel like he is like a. As much as people are like ragging on it, like. He is a good reflection of of probably like a mixed animal practice in the Midwest. Right. Like yeah. he's an accurate uh, reflection of it, and I know people like can dissect it under a microscope. And like hindsight's twenty twenty, so like obviously, if you're able to break down anything that you do in a day for like other people can view it and and dissect your decisions like this, like they're gonna point out like flaws. And if you're not getting the whole picture of it, like...
0: I think that we always have to keep in mind that there is so much editing that goes into these productions that it really isn't fair to judge his decisions at face value on these.
1: And and yeah, and we're not here to judge any medical decisions that are made or, or anything like that. So... Don't sue us. <laughs> and don't take our medical advice at all. Again, right. Katie plays with poop water and yeah. I just take my shirt off at work. so <laughs>
0: um,
1: I know nothing
0: and, beyond the microscope.
1: <laughs> and so I, we keep flirting around this idea. Can we please talk about this rat lady? I, <laughs> I like <laughs> I don't know why. I do know why. This was such an engaging start to the show. It was they, the haircut. For it me. was the hair, the outfit, the rat, the situation. It was perfect.
0: I would give anything to be a fly on the wall when the production team decided that that was the opening case.
1: And I can't Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> I, I hope they got that way later in the season and they're <laughs> I, like, we've got to put this first. Because
0: I was going to say, I would think porcupine dogs I'm, would be a strong opener. That would have been
1: a. a Calf good. in
0: the back of a van, an, another strong opener. But here we are with. <laughs> with rat potential pseudo pregnancy?
1: Oh my gosh. the The cockiness of which he, like, had, like, diagnose that, like pseudo pregnancy, which I mean, yeah, I think that's the easiest way to explain that to the owner, so that's like why my rats got big boobies. Right.
0: <laughs> and I I would say the might be my worst strongest. subject.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as my boss would say too, yes, it's definitely my strongest as
0: well. Uh but Again, I mean, I'm just i I wish that we had more to go on because maybe they did delve into that. Maybe he did offer something else. who knows, but the way it comes off is just he touches some rat nipples and calls <laughs> it a pseudo pregnancy.
1: If someone truly brought this to me, I feel like I would have tried to make them feel better too to instead of being like no, you dummy, those are just his nipples. Because the look on that lady's face when he was like, those are nipples. <laughs> she was like, oh, what? what?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And it, again, we we don't know what happened outside of what was recorded or what was presented to us in the episode. But uh, there are, you know, pseudo pregnancy is your ultimate Potentially, ultimate diagnosis in this case, but it's not necessarily you don't know the cause of that. So, uh, I think it potentially still warranted some sort of workup. I, I guess maybe he's taking the route of let's see if this resolves.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But I'm... I've never owned a rat or known. Well, I feel like I assumed people owned rats. <laughs> um, <laughs> but i i don't know how much people are willing to spend on them so I like s- i don't know like the workup cost. Or-
0: I saw several during fourth you did. Year. um i i definitely i mean i think like any other animal there are going to be people that are willing to spend i'm going to say it a lot more than i would spend on a rat um well there are others who you know are, are not willing to or or they just feel like they don't want to put the animal through extensive workup whatever whatever their reasoning is um, but yeah there's there are people out there where that rat is just like a cat or a dog to them
1: this lady seemed very attached to her yeah it was
0: and... it was in her bosom so. <laughs> yeah.
1: and I loved I loved the treatment at home and I know the lady <laughs> was definitely going to do that it was basically. Ice the nipples
0: <laughs> Which I don't recall Learning He was like, like,
1: like Cold compress Will shrink yeah. the nipples
0: up I don't know I don't feel like I would appreciate Ice on my nipples But Maybe that rat Will tolerate it yeah. I don't know
1: Maybe that rat will learn for trying to pretend to be pregnant yeah
0: i mean that's what she gets that rat is obviously a whore
1: <laughs> that's gonna say how do we know the rat isn't actually pregnant and she's just like yeah no i've never had sex ever
0: <laughs> <laughs> i will uh i mean again apply this to every uh case that we got to follow in this class e- each one left me wanting more S- needing like, more.
1: Yes, that, yes, 100%, <laughs> yes. Like, I just was just like, wait, I need to know your life <laughs> yeah.
0: story. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, pause, let's... Can we follow her
1: <laughs> home, please?
0: I would be happy if each episode was just one client interaction. Oh
1: my gosh, yes, like, just getting more and more details I it.
0: I would love that. I think
1: that's, uh... I don't know if yeah, like general population would love That's that as true. much, yeah. but like
0: one hour on rat nipples might be a lot.
1: <laughs> I would pay zero dollars, but because <laughs> I can't afford it. But yeah, I, I'd watch it I if it pay, were on Disney Plus. <laughs> I
0: would start a a free trial and then cancel <laughs> and before hopefully being remember charged. to cancel it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but instead of following her home, we just get a smash cut of Doctor Brenda. Uh she's doing something. I don't know. My note just says Brenda rocking that top. And we don't get much of Dr. Brenda in I this. More, this I I want more of Dr. Brenda. But I will say she wears a lot of those scrub tops that are...
0: You know the ones. Yeah,
1: you know the ones that are just like cartoon animals, just like the repeated prints. And I don't know why, but I have this affinity to those. And I... I think ma- mainly because they're women's tops, and they, they don't they don't make them in men's because or oftentimes they don't. I remember yeah. I worked at Banfield for one summer, and like that st- student job program that they do, right? Right. right. And um, they provide you with scrubs, but like the training little mermaid. Well, ones. the <laughs> hell yeah, no. Uh, the training videos that they do for it show like former or like show Banfield employees, and it looked like. Just a few years prior, when they filmed these videos, they all had these like, like they were blue and pink ones because we are very gender specific in that. (laughs) that. Uh, But like, so all the all the guys had these blue ones, but they all had the repeated like animal prints on them. And I'm like, why the hell did we get rid of these? Like, I I demand a pair of those.
0: I find them very comforting. I think because they remind me not only of you know. Vet clinics that I've been in, but also, I mean, my dental hygienist growing up, that's wore what those, I was say. your nurse when you went to the doctor for all of your vaccines, for anything, which I mean, I'm lucky I've had all pleasant experiences in both of those realms, but I think that's why I'm always drawn to them because you saw them in like so many aspects of your life.
1: Yeah. We had a student during my internship, and it was it. It drew attention to it because it was in the large animal hospital, and so most people are wearing khakis and, like, a polo top, and that was kind of, like, their, like, dress code for large animal. The student constantly rocking (laughs) those animal print tops, floral print, and I'm like, yes, girl, yes, you are my favorite, get it. I love it. My next note um, on this episode is just holy walkie-talkies.
0: <laughs> I, okay, yes. I, again, when was this filmed? Do they not have good cell reception where he's going? I mean, but then it's like you have this, well, I, I okay, I'm going to admit this here. I'm a little embarrassed. I know nothing about walkie-talkie or radio technology. Maybe it can reach... A long way.
1: Yeah, but you're thinking like it, I don't think like, maybe this, they have to like a very like good walkie-talkie, but yeah. I don't think the radius is always that good. <laughs> right,
0: right, yeah, uh, and surely this wasn't filmed prior to 2010.
1: I don't know, but yeah, maybe, probably. Maybe?
0: I don't know. But yeah, that's a at, good estimate at that
1: 1970. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you could tell me any year from 1970 <laughs> to present day, and I would accept yeah, that as like, fact. Yes.
1: And then, so along the walkie-talkies, yes, they let us know that they have an emergency call for a horse that's down. Mm-hmm and I'm instantly I keep saying triggered again and I hope people aren't like offended that I'm using this term so lightly but during my internship I had to work on horses and so just like anytime someone gets a call about a horse I like pucker and I'm like oh god this is not gonna be good and then they like show the picture of the horse and that horse looks rough. Like, yeah
0: and it was not good. <laughs>
1: it was a not a good situation and uh, yeah, they, like, thought the horse was colicking, so that's when they brought him right. out. But they they showed the video of the horses, or that horse, and it's just, like, laying there. And honestly, I thought the horse was dead a couple times. Like, the kids, it showed, like, videos of the kids, like... Petting its head, kind of, or like poking its eye. <laughs>
0: yeah, doing a searching for corneal. <laughs> yeah, looking reflex. for a
1: corneal reflex. And I was just like, "Uh oh, this is not good for yeah, a horse. Yeah, well,
0: and I was—I I mean, I think I did grow up around horses. I am comfortable around horses, but I was—I'm easily upset by small humans being in dangerous positions. And I was very worried about those kids sitting around that horse the way they were, which, again, I mean, that's not necessarily Dr. Pohl's place to say anything, but, um, you know, I I think when you know that you have a horse that is potentially in distress, in pain, not doing well, we we don't really want anyone within... uh, a radius where they can be injured. Yeah, so and there were
1: some in like compromising positions. Yeah. If that horse was truly gonna like
0: right, right. Which I mean, thrash around. Apparently, it couldn't do much, <laughs> but it's still that kind of made me get a little nervous. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like I agree. I, my note just says "damn children." <laughs> <laughs> this is not gonna like come off nice, but like I really like dislike going on an emergency call and having kids there because mm-hmm. it's usually a traumatic event and, and it's not like a good situation right. and sometimes it's like the kids are not keyed up on that at all right. and so they're climbing on things or just like all up in the horse's business yes. and it's, it's hard like as someone who doesn't have kids or or really interacts with children all that much I don't know what to do right. and I can't be like hey your kids
0: yeah and it's a high stress situation for everyone involved but and i I think that horses you know that's quite kind of unique to equine uh, things in general because typically or i will say more often than with other species maybe uh there aren't the best uh methods for restraint available there's not necessarily uh any sort of stock that you can put that animal in you know you're sort of in the wild west when it comes to horse emergency where you are relying a lot on people being able to handle that animal for you and that presents a very dangerous situation and a lot of uh times and children just ruin everything
1: <laughs> i every I feel like I keep bringing this up, but we had a clinician that I was talking to um, about a certain patient that we had, and there were some kids attached to it. And his saying was, Nothing kills a patient quite like a child's love. Oh my- <laughs> and that is just now stuck with me so much because it was like, Nothing kills a patient faster than a child's love, and it just. It's so true. It's like, oh, this one is our beloved animal. Like, my daughter loves it so much. Sir, I wish
0: you wouldn't have said that. (laughs) Please, that is a
1: poor prognostic indicator. (laughs) Um, I cannot take claim for that, but I want to put it on all sorts of, like, coffee mugs, (laughs) t-shirts. I was
0: just going to say, that's our first merch item. Yeah.
1: Uh, i don 't know if the the clinician also wants me to quote him on that, so I will leave his name out until he listens to our podcast and tells us I would like credit, and then I will give him credit with this horse that it looks so rough, of course, the only thing to save the day is steroids, so like he was like, ah, we're just gonna give it a dose of steroids and some B12 vitamins. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's probably what I would do too, just looking at how rough that was. <laughs> like,
0: right. I mean, Again,
1: I was not convinced the horse was alive until they <laughs> tried to move it and uh, it lifted up its head, kind of. But then it was so fine with them loading it into like, the the bucket of <laughs> a yeah,
0: skiff loader. This, and <laughs> This horse, I, I would like to have seen it prior to this incident because I was like, is this just the most tolerant horse? I mean, that horse w- at times seemed more alert, but was never acting like it was angry, upset by what was happening to I mean, I was shocked by that. It
1: was just there. Was it- <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: that thing must have been... Maybe closer to death than it, I realized. I, I think but it
1: was just like accepting. The end. Yeah, <laughs> the it train. was just like this is fine. Do what you want. You can yeah. put me in that skid loader. I will gladly be moved from this hard concrete.
0: <laughs> right. Which I mean, I I appreciate getting it to a softer area. I think. I don't know. How do you feel about skid loader? Oh use? no! I'm and like defer I, to like you. I
1: agree with. Dr. Pole, like, I mean, it looks really rough, but, like, these are huge animals, like, and that was such an easy thing to do, was Mm -hmm. to load it into there, and so, like, people might think that is, like, barbaric, or or what, but it's, like, that is a 1,200-pound animal. Me trying to pull on its neck and, like everyone just trying to grab a leg or something like that, that's not safe and that's mm-hmm. not any better. Like,
0: yeah, And just, you're
1: just, like, dragging it on the concrete versus actually lifting it right, up and moving right. it.
0: Yeah, and I agree. I think this is something that's really common, particularly in uh, food animal and production animal medicine, but also equine at times. Um, some of the practices that occur that really are the best thing for the patient do not always appear to be uh, the best welfare option, but it, it takes a lot of experience and understanding to realize that it, it really is. I mean, that was the most humane thing to do for that horse if they were not going to euthanize it prior to right, moving it. Then, I mean, yeah. if, if you're going to give that horse a shot, it, it did need to be moved off of that concrete. So, um, And I think it obviously tolerated that move, very surprisingly, <laughs> Very surprisingly well. Very uh,
1: surprisingly well. That's as like, I mean, he could have sedated it. And right. it, like There's a couple times in the show where they have sedated animals, but they don't like show them sedating it. Right.
0: There's so. snowblowers. <laughs> there's <a snowplower>, Sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry, as uh, again we're recorded in my kitchen, <laughs> and someone is snow blowing outside, uh, or my neighbors are bowling upstairs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What was the next case after um, this horse, or do we, have well, we went of the horse back to didn't... the
1: horse because, and I don't know if we saw something in between, but like my next note was just back to we met with her friend Jenny
0: oh and, right, right,
1: and then they like they were like the horse died the next day,
0: yeah, I guess that part was interesting, so maybe this is another sort of general observation um. The <laughs> Um I well, don't
1: what, what, like when they first started. Like he was like, "We're gonna do necropsy." I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're gonna show this!" Like, yeah, which, I was excited.
0: Right, I was a little bummed that we didn't get to see and it, and they blurred it. But maybe that has to do with like the time that the show airs on. I don't Gino? know. Like, I don't know like like what the... Nat
1: Geo would be like all about it. You but would
0: think maybe yeah. that was
1: just like. To,
0: I don't know to, anything about rules on like graphic yeah, I don't either. stuff. Um, I but I wanted. It. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see what was happening. Um, I and again, I, I think that a lot of this probably has to do with the editing and production of this show. But it was a little put off by his sort of callousness with the. The friend of the owner during that experience because as a veterinarian, I'm quite comfortable posting animals and um, dealing with deceased animals, but um, I think that you have to be sensitive no matter who's around you and sort of no matter how they're reacting, even if they seem like they're completely fine with it, I think it's important to sort of be extra Careful with sort of the way that you're acting, and maybe we don't need to be so aggressive with our necropsy technique.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I was like surprised that she was there because, yeah. like, I don't know how to do a dainty necropsy. Like, right. you do have to like kind of get in there and get it done, but it's like you should probably leave because this is going to be very graphic. Yeah, and so, I'm literally going to chop up your animal. Right,
0: right. Yeah, and so I, I mean, I'm always curious, like did they help dispose of that animal? Did the owner have that, to... Did the child come out and see this horse when it was done?
1: That was my note was, just leaves dead horse. <laughs> because that's what the show makes it look yeah. like. Yeah. He's just like, alright, bye. Yeah,
0: I mean, most of my experiences with pigs, and so then typically, you know, there's um, an area to dispose of deads at a farm um, or, you know, maybe the producer is there and they're just gonna deal with it for you from there, but that's a very different situation from a horse. Yeah. And then other times, ta- you know, I have seen cats and dogs necropsied in a clinic situation. But at that point, you sort of have control over what the owner is going to see at some point. So, yeah. yeah but- like,
1: I think even, like, the friend was like, I'm glad I got to yeah. see it. But also... <laughs>
0: I sensed trauma. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's been traumatized.
0: <laughs> yeah, she, yeah.
1: Uh, was like, I'm glad I got to see it, but I'm also really glad that Michelle was not here. I've already had this discussion with my cat Palmer that, like, I'm not paying for any sort of, like... Anything. Anything <laughs> as far as, like, veterinary <laughs> care for him or, like, if he does something dumb and needs surgery, I'm like... Best of luck Sorry. to you. Maybe another <laughs> owner will find you, but I will. I think push for a Necrozma
0: <laughs>
1: if he and when he dies. But yeah. I think he also might be immortal, um, right? So
0: yeah, and I think to me, some of the differences, like you know, was this an animal where it was somewhat expected, and you yeah. maybe had an idea of what was going on? Well, then okay, we probably know um and you know the or a
1: previous diagnosis of, yeah, like l- liver issues right then. right
0: um if it's something that could potentially be super interesting i mean maybe i would be uh, more encouraged to do it even if it were for selfish reasons of like getting someone a cool case report or something mm-hmm. um but i think if it's you know we have a 14 year old dog that died I don't think you're gonna find anything Riveting on <laughs> Necropsy so I'd probably skip it at that point but Yeah Palmer probably doesn't even have like true blood Circulating through his think body so.
1: I think he's just yeah. Made of natty light <laughs> 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 Which is what all gods are made of <laughs> Is natty light Um yeah and so we go from, and I, I I apologize to any of the clients that I might have not taken notes of because I did not. Uh, I think I, you're I, think I got all of them. I think I got all of them, but we go from there to the pole household. My, my first note is, that house, and I I think we already said that, it was an amazing house.
0: Yeah, they've got, like, three canoes and kayaks <laughs> yeah. sitting on the beach of their... But
1: then drive, like, a 1989 Jeep Wrangler, <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, Yeah, uh, this is all very interesting to me. I mean, I would like a, more of a tour of yeah. the house. I mean, this could be something where maybe once we saw inside, we wouldn't be so astounded. <laughs>
1: it's true. It's probably just full of shit. <laughs> like, like their clinic. But yeah,
0: it did. that looked very, very nice. So, I mean, we can't forget that, again, when Dr. Paul graduated from vet school, probably was not uh, crippled by student <laughs> debt in the way that we are, so...
1: And I think you went to vet school in Germany, and so...
0: Right, right, that could I be. think
1: they, like, pay for their public <laughs> education. Sure, I think like, everywhere it's free. is better
0: than here yeah. or something. They value education but, but, or something. But, yeah...
1: I don't think he was quite as riddled in debt, but I don't want to speak to his uh, finances. But right. his house makes it seem like he's doing
0: it pretty well. well. Yeah.
1: And so his big thing is his son Charles is coming home and he quickly inserts himself in, into the narrative of the show and is like, right. oh, I have this job, but I can take... I know you're busy at the clinic, yeah. so I can... I can come help you for the next few weeks I'm like yeah. charles you just want to be on the tv <laughs> show or I like the you. producer was like we need some more family and yeah. like interaction so charles quickly gave up his job of ever whatever he was doing i don't know if they said what it was
0: i don't know i i'm not sure it's just that he works in la
1: yeah and so. i was just like obviously he was the one that got this show made. i had to say he but. works for Nat Geo
0: in <laughs> LA.
1: But he was like, I, I'd be much more willing now, willing participant than a hostage as a right. child. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's very accurate for a lot of uh, children that grew up with, my parents aren't veterinarians. I don't.
0: Mine neither, are not. Either. um But yeah, I mean, I think it's easy because we have interest in veterinary medicine, obviously. Um... Uh, the thought of having a parent that's a vet it's like oh my gosh how could you not have all of this experience and kind of have a handle on what's going on but you know my dad does workman's compensation insurance and I don't know anything about, anything
1: about that Yeah, he, <laughs> so, he said something he's like I want to palpitate a cow <laughs> and Dr. Poole was just kind of like no you idiot is palpate oh, I I, I kind of feel like Dr. Poole like he's very proud of his son but also yeah. I think there's this deep-seated, like, my son's an idiot. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I
0: mean, you wonder, like, did he want his son to go to vet school and follow in dad's footsteps? And, and, or it's and talking
1: to, like, a, a lot of people that are clinicians now and, and have younger children, a lot of them don't want them to That's go into the veterinary medicine. That's consensus
0: I've heard. But to me, a lot of that has... Um, come from sort of more of the shift in the profession and you know kind of the realization i mean i don't want to say that the mental health issues are a new thing in the last few decades but i think there's been more of an appreciation that that is an actual problem um so i've always thought it was more that not that people didn't really still love vet medicine in general
1: yeah i think that's more of the push is they just don't want their kids to have to struggle, yeah. and they want them.
0: Oh, I want my children to struggle. Right? I want my kids <laughs> <laughs>
1: to just suffer. Really, yeah.
0: I want my children to have it worse than. Me. Yeah, yeah, like that will make me feel a lot better.
1: <laughs> That's kind of the mentality of the world, right? Is that not it,
0: how you're supposed to? Be? Oh, you're not. Does that mean, to mean I'm not ready for it? kids? I think I think you and Dylan are ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Um yeah, so Charles is signed up to help and quickly starts working for him and they go and see they go to some sort of farm and there's like a lame,
0: lame dairy
1: calf. calf. Yeah. yeah. That they <laughs> This is why I'm so glad that I don't have cameras where I work. <laughs> Because there are a lot of times where I do dumb stuff, like I'm gonna quickly catch up this calf, and then it ensues into like 30 minutes of wrestling with an animal.
0: And there is nothing that you can judge more easily than someone else trying to catch an animal, <laughs> but then when you're the one, it never is as easy as you think. No, you're things, like this so. is this
1: is just a special circumstance. Yeah. Like I feel like they played like that music, like yeah, or they should have. That is
0: the song I sing any time I am trying to catch. And,
1: and then it's like like, it looks so funny but yeah like if, if you're not provided with this things, yeah. it's gonna be rough and that's what, like we've told students it was like you need if you're doing any sort of like farm calls or something like that you need to charge by the hour because mm-hmm. you're gonna get called out to places like this that are like oh we haven't even caught up our cattle yet and then you're like oh cool like now I'm gonna be paid I, like we always joke with Clients, too, or we kind of say, We're like, we're the most expensive and useless cowboys that you could hide. You know? <laughs> like, I am not in any sort of way like an animal wrangler. <laughs> anyway, like, I have no roping experience. Right. I have no, like, no experience like that and so it's like yeah i will gladly try to catch up your animals for you but you're gonna a pay for my time and then like b i'm not very good at it you will
0: be disappointed
1: (laughs) you are not gonna be happy with this
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and if you want to you know if you want to be able to fit in so many farm calls in a day then you can't be spending two extra hours trying to wrangle Patience.
1: And that's, that's, that's exactly, it was like, yeah, if, if you're charging by the hour, like, mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't matter if you just do one call Take that day, <laughs> because <laughs> they're paying for the whole day, right? like, yeah, so, yeah, that's why,
0: yeah, that is smart to- it, it
1: is a good incentive for mm-hmm. their clients to be like, oh, I do need to have my act together, because yeah. you will get, You will just get people that are so lackadaisical about this and then, like, your whole day is shot. Yeah. If you had six appointments set up and then Mm -hmm. your first one takes four hours... Yeah. ...to do one thing. Right. Which is Charles... Cursing at cattle <laughs> <laughs> I just have the note That says cursing And I think yeah, it was Because Charles was had. Wrestling the calf And then I think he cursed the Dr. Paul was yeah. like Don't curse <laughs> Which I am Like I am such a potty mouth And oh, I, I mean feel bad, yeah. so bad In front of students too Because like I am constantly cursing And there are times will students will curse so And be like I'll make like a You can't say that What? <laughs> and then it's like I've set this precedent and I'm I'm fine with it and now with like current times and the clients in the building like we've been very lax about, yeah. about things but it's like I remember one student getting in trouble during my internship about uh, cursing and like he was doing something and the animal moved and he was like oh shit <laughs> and then uh, later like the clinician was like do not curse in front of the clients and I was like I
0: mean... Yeah. yeah. That's a tough one. I mean, it's one of those things where you just never know who takes offense to it. Yeah. And it is so easy to let stuff slip. But then, it, it you know, I know you're the type of person and I, I'm the same way where it's like you feel terrible if you realize that like it did bother someone because we never mean for it to be in an offensive way, but...
1: Most of the time we use it for, like, comedic <laughs> Right, yeah.
0: I go through phases where I feel like I develop a really bad potty mouth and then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I gotta kind of, like, clean this Re- up and reel then... Reel
1: it back in.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think the more student interaction I have, not that I don't hear them curse or anything, but that usually helps me be on a little better Because there are,
1: like, I like to associate, like, Older people are the Mm -hmm. ones that don't like cursing, but that's a very blanket statement and not accurate at all. Because there are, like, younger generations Mm -hmm. and stuff, too, that are still, like... Like you said, you never know who's going to be offended, and there's some that I'm like, I probably shouldn't have cussed in front of you, and I'm not going to handle this, okay? Yeah. So...
0: So, they wrangled that calf. I thought it was adorable that Charles asked if the neck was okay. Yeah,
1: he was like worried about it as he's like sitting on it. Which
0: I also think though that was sort of like could have been a really good teaching moment for the show to talk a little bit about, you know, large animal restraint and like what is appropriate, what's safe for everyone, what's not because, you know, that's a fairly common thing to do is to just sort of sit on something's neck
1: cattle are just remarkable creatures and they can handle so much
0: and again what other options were there in that situation so i you know
1: and that's we see so much lameness at my work and like it's it's remarkable that anyone in the field is able to work up any lameness because it's majority in the feet and you can't just ask a, a cow to lift up her foot to be like, let me look at it and and, and try to figure things out. Yeah. Like, you have to have special equipment to like be able to tilt them on their side and restrain them, or you have to do one of these numbers and wrestle the animals right, to the ground. Right. And, like, fortunate enough, that was a calf that they I were was able gonna to say, get down. yeah. If
0: that thing were a month or two older, maybe that you know <laughs> that what, would, would been been you've done? And then
1: um, maybe had to sedate.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I only have another note from that, and it was don't pull out the nail. And that that is uh, easy for me to say. Yeah, go ahead. Rats first? Yeah. Oh my god, (laughs) I know something! Yeah. I was gonna say, that's easy for us to say in the ivory tower of things. It was like, you want to take an x-ray of the foot to make sure that, like, no bony structures or Mm -hmm. joints are involved. But, again, if you're trying to save cost and like this is all you can do like you're gonna pull the you're not gonna obviously leave that nail in the foot but
0: yeah I I had some concerns when they pulled it out and just wrapped it but I suspect that was a situation where look we're gonna do this Let's see how the calf is in a couple of weeks. If he's not doing well, we'll deal with it then.
1: And I'm sure that's he had that thing, conversation,
0: right? Right. Again, yeah.
1: not good television. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that's. I think that's probably why he gets maybe a bad rap is because so much of this, I imagine, is edited out, and it could be an opportunity. Like I think that he could people would enjoy him educating on that side too. So I don't. I don't know if some of that is like. The clients don't want the whole conversation on TV. I don't know. But I think it it wouldn't take away from the excitement of the show to say, like, hey, this these are my concerns in this case, and, like, this is something else that we discussed, or, you know, a different way we could have managed this, but, you know, these factors, blah, blah, blah. So I'm curious just sort of why they make the production choices they do.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Because... I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of it's on the client, maybe, mm-hmm. if, like, they don't want... Like, I wouldn't want a decision that I made, like, right. be broadcast on Well, and with so. that
0: calf, we never saw the client, Yeah, right. That's true. So that we could have been... Them, yeah. You know, I wonder if they have the option, like, do you want to be on the show? Do you want, you know, just your animal can be on the show? It, I'm sure they have, like, a an option yeah. that they go through. We could look into this if we... Would.
1: What is the waiver? Can we... <laughs> let's... That should be the goal for our podcast yeah, is to get, get on... to get on the show <laughs> yes. eventually. Um, stay tuned, everyone. The, the next note... Cabs are dumb, as Ross. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Oh, wait.
0: Was... No, that was the next That
1: was the... the, Next calf. Just the calf in the back of the van. (laughs) And, again, it's another situation where they didn't show them sedating the animal. I was very concerned for this calf. I was like, this calf is not okay. Because it was, like, just a limp noodle in the back. And the guy's, like, picking it up and it's just, like... In
0: lateral (laughs) recombincy. Like, uh
1: (laughs) To where they were able to set a fracture...
0: That upset me. I I do have to preface uh, probably this entire one episode of this podcast that we'll ever make. But um, I really have a hard time with orthopedic stuff. Like them pulling that fracture into alignment, like that will make my stomach turn. I cannot handle stuff like that.
1: I just it watched... Is, uh... Uh... Season one of Fargo, <laughs> the Ooh, television show. I've never watched it. It's very good. Plug for that. Um, uh, but there's an episode where the guy, like, sets his own fracture <laughs> at one point, and it it was more graphic than this. Like yeah. it was it was pretty graphic, and I was like, ho oh, oh,
0: ho oh, oh, ho. Oh. Yeah, I don't like ortho stuff.
1: No, not. It's at all. better
0: if I'm actually like Personally, dealing with a case involving it's that, but it just
1: still hard. It's gross. It really like, and if you me. like start yeah. overthinking it, you're like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Ugh. So, <laughs> I, I just like he's like, let me get my basket out. And <laughs> he, like, Pulls this like broken basket because yeah. like this is good casting material,
0: right? I didn't feel like much stabilization was offered,
1: and he was saying like this splint is good enough, and I'm like,
0: maybe. <laughs> yeah, again, we didn't put our hands on it, who knows what that, fu- and we didn't really even see the finished product, mm. so, who knows. What I've seen done is where they cast and then a week later, we'll or you know, however much later, um, then cut the cast and then sort of use it more as a splint.
1: Yeah, and that's what we tend to do yeah. is like this still needs a little bit of support right. and so we'll just use that and like tape it on yeah with a lot of duct tape and so yeah again i'm just talking about using duct tape <laughs> and medicine so
0: yeah i back... we really
1: throw stones at this wicker basket <laughs> i do
0: want to say back to the calf with the wire in its foot do you think that was staying on for a week Oh no. <laughs> no. I half expected that uh, material the bandage material to come off like as it jumped away from Yeah.
1: That. I just I one of my clinicians that I worked with, we talked about putting blocks or, or or bandages on things and they were like, I guarantee this for either three steps or thirty seconds and that's my only guarantee. Because most of the time it's like, yeah, they just like walk out of the chute and yeah. it's like Okay. <laughs> Wait, it's still on after three steps. Yeah. We've we've done our job. Get in the truck. That's all, yeah, that's all we can do. Yeah. Our next client oh, is not the dog tail! It, it is your favorite. The lady with who cut off her dog's tail. Yes,
0: she said again, I literally just watched this um screen door that was sharp at the bottom, which concerns me, but um Who knows? Keep the kids out. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But that the dog's tail got caught, and then she adds in the detail of, and he just kept pulling. Or she. I'm sorry. I do think the dog was a girl. Yeah. So yeah. So she shows up with this dog that has basically evolved. I don't know the last two, three inches of her tail off.
1: You know how we know that she brought the tail with her. She
0: brought the evolved tail material with her and then I this one I honestly like couldn't really watch what he was doing because again orthopedic stuff just it gives me the heebie-jeebies and then when he's talking about nerves being involved and then he's like I'm just gonna cut it off and I was so nervous I'm sorry I'm getting really ahead of myself but basically the client the dog is sedated the client is restraining yes. the head end of the animal. He was like, go
1: ahead and hold her because she might not be a sedated Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: and she is like kissing this dog on the mouth. I mean, and when I say the client is restraining, hopefully everyone appreciates that that means this is an unrestrained animal. <laughs> you could tell it was sedated, but you just never... I mean, you're doing something that is painful. Even if the dog reacts, it's not the dog's fault. Like... You're doing something extremely I'm painful. I'm
1: having a visceral reaction because I remember him just, like, cutting <gasps> off that little bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not care for that part. Um, but
1: it, they did bring it all together mm-hmm. when they made fun of her at the end for bringing, bringing <laughs> yeah. the tip of the tail with her.
0: yeah. So this is something that I've commonly heard from people talking about Dr. Paul, like, where are his gloves? Because <laughs> yeah. that was really the first time I noticed it was that with, wasn't was with that doctor. Yeah. That was the first time I was like, all right, like, maybe throw some gloves on. Um, But yeah, why?
1: I didn't actually notice it at that point that he wasn't, like, suturing.
0: I'm with. 99% sure.
1: I wasn't looking though, yeah. so I I, I believe <laughs> you. I was turned away and <laughs> <Yeah>. vomiting. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, but yeah, yeah, I know that is a big criticism mm-hmm. of his is that he like never has sterility or.
0: I land on kind of both sides of this because I am all for practicing the best medicine that you can possibly practice in whatever situation you're in. Uh, but apparently, these patients do well, or he would not have this clinic that is thriving.
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: So you know, I'm sure that his infection rate is a lot higher than it needs to be. <laughs> um, but you know, maybe he's he's been lucky and gotten away with some stuff. So it's and that is
1: like a contaminated thing right, already. Yeah, so yeah,
0: right. And and again, we never know what that client has. Agreed to Maybe he offered You know uh, The works. Something more yeah. I don't know What else he would have done
1: but. You can either pay Fifteen dollars <laughs> yeah. And have someone Hold your animal yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah Or you can have Your jugular Ripped out
1: That's a- another reason Why I don't miss Small animal practice At all Because Ugh. It's like Yeah we need a shoot To restrain this animal Yeah they're like
0: <laughs> It's a golden retriever yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I was I was thinking, "Damn it, Jeff, why are we doing
1: this?" Why are we doing this? I just I blacked out and went to the next one where they're just palpating cows.
0: Oh yeah, that was a fun. It
1: was fun interlude. Charles wanted to palpitate those cows, <laughs> and Doctor Poe let him. Yeah, and and he got to check that box office list. It was all fun and games. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a lot of fun palpating cows.
0: It's a good time. I feel like
1: that is every vet students like, they like. like I need to check this off my list. Yeah, it's it's
0: vet school bucket list. I think.
1: And they probably do a lot like what Charles did, and not really know what they're feeling, and they're just like, I just want my arm up this cow's butt. I don't know what their drive is, but like, yeah, they.
0: Yeah, I certainly can't tell you anything. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not the greatest palpator, but I'm not just putting my arm up there for fun.
0: I can pretend that I know what I'm doing. That's about as much as I know.
1: Uh, That's all you really... Like, who's going to check your work? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh I did... Um, when Charles mentioned... I thought it was interesting you sort of brought up oh my dad has started these herd health evaluations um, which I thought oh okay so like you know we're sort of um, doing preventative checks on these herds or at least sort of more of the management level rather than intervention level Um, and I thought that was interesting and then I think it really pointed out an important aspect of sort of the area that they're in he said that a lot of farms can no longer afford to do that so You know, it is important to remember that probably predominantly in in that part of Michigan, I think we're dealing with some smaller dairy farms um, is going to be most common, and that is a really hard way to make a living these days. So, you know, again, I think it's it's easy to judge Dr. Pohl for all of his decisions, but... Um, you just never know what the clients can afford to do for their animals, whether it's these herd health evaluations or a small animal client.
1: Yeah, that hurt a lot hearing them say that he... I, like, I kind of made fun of him because Charles was, like, acting like he invented, like, herd yeah. health. <laughs> but uh, then he was, like, now people can't afford to pay. And I was, like, that is, like, a, a harsh realization. Yeah. And, like, it's unfortunate that, like, everyone complains about meat, prices and, like, dairy prices, and I I cannot stress enough that, like, that money is not going to those dairy producers Mm -hmm. or those beef producers, and that money is not going to the veterinarian either. Like, that is completely out of their control, and, like, it's, like, one of the saddest things of of all of this is is these people stake their livelihood and they want to take care of their animals as much as possible, but yeah. then like they aren't getting any money from this really or like can barely make a living right. from it and and then there are people that are profiting from this. Yeah. And,
0: and it's and, not the people that are interacting it, with those animals on a day to day. No. <laughs> so the next patient that rolls into town was uh I think his name was Clint.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you remember his name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he lived, uh, I know he said he lived about 45 minutes away, but he had these two dogs that had just um, encountered a porcupine. Uh, and he, I felt bad for him because he said that he tried to start taking out the quills on his own, but the dogs were not uh, tolerating it well, and so he said he was going to bring them into to pole. Um, so again, I mean, I think that shows, you know, these are people that, I don't know, maybe I'm just, have been on a soapbox this whole time, but these are people who, they do care about their animals. I mean, they want to do what is right, and, and, um... You know, whether the setting is the best place for these animals to be or not, like, I think it is important that he, you know, he recognized, like, okay, I can't do I this can't by myself. Get
1: a million of these quills. Because out.
0: those dogs were covered in quills. And even
1: Paul was like, so most of the time, a dog <laughs> will, like, go in and, and like, investigate investigate the porcupine and get like a few quills yeah. in. and and he's like these dogs though yeah, were they, full of them basically
0: these dogs were not very smart.
1: No and they were their faces were covered oh in. My Have you gosh. ever dealt with one of these like in vet I school haven't, no. I during an externship we had one come in and I remember like we sedated it and just it, it, it's exactly how it happens on the show. You're just like constantly pulling out quills. Yeah. And then you're like getting stabbed yourself because Ugh. you're, like, basically putting your hand in their mouth trying to find, because they them. have smaller ones that have broken off, and so, like, at the end, I think the nurse was like, yeah, there's probably some left, but <laughs> they're just going to have to, like, work their way out, yeah. like, and that's true, is, like, you can only, there are so many of them, yeah. it is, it is awful.
0: Yeah, so those poor dogs, but we, and I don't think we really saw a resolution of that case. No, right? we, we did
1: <laughs> They were still sedate Threw them in the back of the oh my truck
0: God, I must have missed
1: them. No no like We saw them leave By like Them still like Being so like Drunk and yeah, creative, like just
0: Tossed t- And uh, like
1: Lightly placed in the back of the truck I'm like <laughs>
0: probably,
1: I know we're defending a lot, but I was like, that's probably not the best decision to put them back there. Um, I also noticed that those dogs were intact too, I was like, well, there there you go, that is your problem. That'll make a dog
0: pretty dumb. That
1: is a dumb dog. Yeah,
0: spay and neuter your pets. For fuck's sake.
1: (laughs) From there, we move to there's this cow who was calving, and they were like, oh, we've got to pull it. But then it was, like, all of a sudden, like, a dead calf. Yeah. I don't...
0: That was... This was a weird one.
1: Because he said, like, the calf had been dead for, like, three, three days. days. Yeah, yeah, which...
0: Can you really tell? Can you tell know that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think you can tell, has this calf been dead a while? A
1: while. <laughs> and uh, it, Again cows are amazing creatures yeah. and so like they can live with something dead inside of them for that many days and just be fine until they're not fine right but, uh, yeah i thought i thought like the setup for it was mm-hmm. just like all of a sudden you're like oh they're just pulling a dead
0: cat. it was odd and i mean again i think that was like that was to me, a really interesting case. Like, why was that not the opener to the show? Like, why did we start with rat nipples?
1: And I felt like they like blew through this one so yeah. fast. Yeah,
0: I do wonder if maybe the whole concept of fetotomy was yeah. not. You know, maybe they don't want to. Open they do blur. With that, they did blur it.
1: I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. But yeah, and that's like yeah, the it's like a darker thing other than rat nipples, right. which is very light and yeah. fun. Um, but, like, yeah, I thought it was very interesting Until the mm. farmer was like, we're organic And then I yeah. rolled my eyes a little bit and.
0: Right, yeah At I, least
1: he did allow this animal to get antibiotics Yes Like, she clearly needed yeah.
0: it Yeah, <laughs> and I liked that he sort of explained the... Uh, sort of the process for that like this ca- cow is going to get a red tag and she goes into the conventional market now um you know i thought i thought that was maybe a little bit
1: that was good, good for yeah. people to, to be like Not
0: that they would necessarily know what that really means but um yeah i thought that was interesting yeah
1: and in that like he understands that like th- like antibiotics are when used right. correctly, are like appropriate, like yeah, it, are necessary. Yeah, at I times. was
0: at first worried when he first said that because you know, again, I'm curious like what the conversation was between them because Doctor Poole didn't really seem to ask; he just sort of got antibiotics. <laughs> and- <laughs> And then gave them inappropriate. Oh my god! (laughs) That would be the
1: only thing that I could really, a hundred percent, say no that he was not doing.
0: Especially because that cow was not going anywhere. You could have given that injection no in the appropriate location. Yeah, like it wasn't
1: like oh, I had to put it this here because yeah. I couldn't access yeah. her yeah. neck. But like, yeah, I I like winced when I right. saw it and I was like no. Yeah, and we we're talking about he <laughs> he gave an injection just like in the rump, wh- which or, is
0: prime beef,
1: <laughs> beef literal yeah, right.
0: prime beef. So you don't inject in the meat. You would. yeah.
1: Eat. Typically, beef quality assurance or B- BQA guidelines are you give injections in the neck because those are low quality cuts and not many people eat uh, cow necks. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I eat. <laughs> yeah, that's, I exclusively eat it, so I'm glad that he gave it in the room. But yeah, he just gave that injection right there in those, yeah. those quality cuts. <laughs>
0: yeah, that did really surprise me, which, I, I mean, it's... If you're doing mixed animals, like it's hard to believe that you wouldn't know that. I think dairy is much more common there, so that's less of a concern, but you would think I mean I just
1: have no justification for right, it. Right, yeah. because
0: especially that animal, like, I don't expect that one to really turn around. you know, like Or like stay around. No, in that's hair. one I feel like the she's getting cold yeah. probably as soon as she clears that withdrawal period. Yeah. So Whoops.
1: I'm proud of you for remembering your large animal guidelines, I guess. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> yeah, really that's, remember.
0: like, one one of my main takeaways, I would feel like, is I at least, if not for knowing just that it affects meat quality, but, like, wow, the producer's gonna think I'm dumb if I go to give like, this <laughs> in the road. <Yeah. laughs> <the> that's rug. <laughs>
1: constantly my fear of any time, is having, like, not grown up around, like, a ton of large yeah. animals, is, like. Don't look dumb in front of the producer Don't do not do anything <laughs> yeah. the producer Like that guy clearly doesn't know <laughs> yeah. what he's talking about <laughs> And that would be a hundred percent Like yeah. thanks for ruining yeah. This for me
0: <laughs> Yeah which and I was kind of surprised The guy didn't say anything but maybe that was Because it's inorganic. He's and like so never he seen re- an antibody injection really no before
1: idea,
0: Yeah And
1: Finally The end of the episode We end with <gasps> A parte. <laughs> party.
0: yeah. Um okay, I need to take issue. Here's where I really took issue with that episode. They said they were having a pig roast. That was not a pig roast. That
1: was not a pig roast. No It might have been some pork. That <laughs> was
0: pork being roasted. When you tell me you're having a pig roast, I expect to see a whole a
1: whole, a whole pig on that spigot. On
0: that spigot. I That was what, three rump roasts on there? No. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry.
1: I was, I was a little that's disappointed.
0: That's where I lost <laughs> all respect. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I decided we were never going to watch another episode of this at that moment.
0: I mean, it did look good, but that's just, I'm sorry, that's not pig roast. Nope.
1: Maybe that was too graphic. Maybe they tried to have it, and the producers yeah. were like,
0: you know. You can't.
1: Do you can't. Do people can't see that you're supposed to be curing these animals. <laughs> i liked it because so um my stepdad who's since passed he was is a physical therapist was a physical therapist mm-hmm. and like he was always in the business of like this business is just people yeah. and so like he was constantly throwing events like this for his clientele and like having people over, inviting... Like, I just remember, like, having, like, holidays and be like, who the hell is this person? And they would be like, oh, that's one of Terrence's yeah. clients. And so, like, this just kind of brought back memories for of that to me. Of, like, yeah. it reminded me so much of my stepdad because he was just like, this business is the people that right. you work yeah. for or, or, and with. Right. And so, like, those people become your family and, and inviting them in and making them feel welcome. Like, yeah. that and- just...
0: And it's not just clients; like you're building relationships yeah. with these people. These people are your neighbors. There, you know, it's you grow up with them. It, it is. I really appreciated that part too, and I think um, that's really important to remember too. You know, regardless of what we think of his specific practices, like he's very well respected by all of these clients that we're seeing and so
1: 19,000
0: 19,000 <laughs> 19, not a single negative google review uh but I, I think that says a lot i mean i think if you can build that much trust and that good of a reputation with people that you're serving what more can you ask for i mean this is clearly old school you know is he doing everything how we think it would be best No, does he lie about what a pig roast is? (laughs) But
1: that rat rat (laughs) (laughs) bastard! Get him off of television. But I
0: did love, you know, I loved that like his neighbor was there helping him set up, and then even people who had previously worked for the practice were there. You know, I I think that was that was cool.
1: It seemed like they had a couple of like veterinary that then became veterinarians that that like he, he taught. And yeah. that I thought I thought that was a, a very nice ending, but then they randomly had a dip, like that wasn't the end of the episode. They brought in the <laughs> horse lady <laughs> to um, end the episode again, right? And I thought that was like kind of like a somber ending. Like it was kind of hopeful because she was talking about like animals in the future or something right. like that. But
0: well, I thought it was kind of strange because she sort of alludes to like oh we're open to getting another horse, but them like they didn't show her getting another you know it sort of made me think like oh they're gonna like show this kid picking out a new horse and like that'll be cute but then it was just like
1: another horse for her to kill
0: (laughs) (laughs) to love to death
1: to love to death (laughs)
0: um yeah it just ended sort of awkward i think they should
1: just end it at the party i
0: agree i
1: agree pole was rocking a hawaiian t-shirt like his hawaiian shirt game was strong like
0: yeah, I mean, what more do you want? And I mean, air. I guess all I want is for him to take it off. To, yeah, you know, I mean, that's Macau, easy, but easy
1: access.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was, um, I mean, again, I think captivating.
1: If we can take one word from <laughs> captivating yeah. would be that one.
0: Yeah, uh... A lot of hot takes on that one.
1: I enjoyed it. I will say this, and I, like, look forward to watching more episodes. I do, too. More Brenda. More Brenda, please. More Brenda's tops, please. More rat ladies, hopefully. I I, I, I need to know if she iced this rat's nipples. (laughs) I just... I am looking forward to more episodes.
0: I am, too. I'm trying to keep a very open mind. I think maybe I've sounded like a dork trying to defend him. I'm not necessarily trying to defend him. I just think in our field, it's very easy to cut people down. And um, whether it's clients leaving bad reviews or vets hating on vets, I, I don't want to be on that train. So I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt in a lot of situations. But we will talk about sort of, you know, areas where we think there's room for improvement or at least try and explain the situation more.
1: Yeah, I really like that kind of philosophy is, like, or, like, you bringing that up is, like, we deal with enough negativity in our our day-to-day, and, like, we deal with clients leaving bad reviews, and, like, nothing's worse than, like, someone within your own profession cutting you down and, like, talking trash, and that's what we we try to be very delicate with referring clinicians, to because sometimes mm-hmm. clients are like, well, why didn't they do this, and... Having to, like, be like, well, they, like, justifying certain actions and, like, and so I I love that kind of mentality that you're talking about of, like, building each other up and not cutting each other down yeah. and, like, and and trying to justify certain reactions and right. putting yourself in their place is, is really important. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and especially when we're dealing with something where editing is involved. I mean, you just, you have no idea what has actually You know, conspired to bring you that that view of the situation. Yeah, where
1: like you know, Doctor Pol's not in the editing. (laughs) like include this. Like after this episode, (laughs) Charles could be. Um, After this episode, I'm going to just like edit edit this to make you sound racist. (laughs) 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 Is is kind of what I'm going for, but right. Because I want to be the more lovable of the of the two. <laughs> you are. I mean, I am America's sweetheart. I will
0: say that, like, normally with other people in my life, I'm the lovable one. But I think it was made clear when you were SAFMA president, do you remember all the people that we would run into that were like, oh, Jeff, and who's your friend? <laughs> that girl.
1: <laughs> I would just say because they thought I was more important than, mm-hmm. um... But clearly, your material is better, and people enjoy it more because you remember all the times. So or I would just repeat the joke that you had just said. Right.
0: I mean, I do think that our ultimate uh, partnership would be like me being a, a comedy writer yeah. for you yeah. doing stand-up. Yeah. So that's our ultimate goal.
1: Forget this podcast <laughs> yeah. already. We're moving <laughs> on, on to, to something on new. On something new. So how do you end? I don't know how to end these things. Um, Well, we Hmm. hope that you've learned something um, about Doctor Paul, not about us. (laughs) And thank you for listening. This is probably seventeen hours worth of recording. Mom,
0: Dad, thanks for sticking this out.
1: I will say, Mom is probably the one that figured out the recording for me. (laughs) I don't know if my dad knows how to listen to podcasts, so. We shall see which was and actually listen.
0: I just said, "Mom and Dad, Dad, I know it's just you."
1: <laughs> but thank you for signing Mom's <laughs> name on the card. <laughs> well,
0: I think we will catch you guys on the next episode. Could be a week from now. Could be a year from now.
1: Don't hold us on to
0: anything. <laughs> okay, and bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.